Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management. We're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. In this episode of AASHTO Resource Q&A, we're taking a look at how the construction materials testing and inspection industry has responded to a global pandemic. For some perspective on the AASHTO Resource Assessment Program, uh, we're going to talk to Maria Kanaki. She's the manager of the AASHTO Resource Laboratory Assessment Program, and she's going to tell us a little bit about uh, how we got where we are with the remote assessments and uh, where we're going to go uh, once things get back to normal. Uh, Maria, when we first got hit with this thing back in, well, when we started talking about it, how it's going to affect us uh, back in March, and people were told, okay, it's time to pull everybody off the road. What were you thinking at that point? You know, I, my first thought was, okay, no big deal. This will last a month, and then we'll be able to get back out there. I don't know why I thought that, because clearly, uh, you know, we're all science-minded people here at Ashto Resource, and we understand the science of some of these things, and COVID's not going to be going anywhere very quickly. Um, reality set in uh, probably around the middle of April when I realized that it was probably going to be some time before it would be safe to get our people back out on the road. Yeah, I'd say you're an optimist. I, I am. I'm always an optimist. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I know, Maria, that you've been you had been keeping your eye on COVID well before March, I feel like. Like, so you already had some not not knowledge, but you were keeping an eye on it before I think other people were at resource. Yeah, I, I think I was an early uh, follower of the news covering some of the COVID stuff. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I do have a team of staff that travel and I care about them and I want to ensure their safety. We actually had somebody in the middle of March who was scheduled to go to uh, about a mile outside of the that containment zone in New Rochelle, New York. Mm -hmm. And so I was monitoring that really quickly. I actually even made some of my own maps um, to try to, to monitor the situation. And uh, things escalated within just a couple of days after we started hearing about all the news in New Rochelle. And it became very apparent that it was time to just take everybody off the road and, and figure out what to do next. Okay, so let, let's talk about that part. Uh, we got everybody off the road and now it's time to figure out how are we gonna deal with this thing? Uh, do you wanna take us through the process of getting from thinking, okay, we're going to get back to normal here and get people back on the road to we are 100% remote assessments. Uh, do you sure. just want to take us through like how that developed <laughs> in, yeah. uh, in a, a million words or less? Sure. <laughs> well, I, I think because I am an optimist, I thought, wow, we have all this time off the road and boy, this is something I've always dreamed of. We have time. We finally have time. So we immediately developed uh, about 13 projects with a bunch of different goals and outlines, and we assigned different people in the laboratory assessment program to be lead of those projects, uh, thinking, let's tackle some of these things that we've wanted to think about for a long time and just haven't had the time to do. 
one of the things that we had wanted to do, we have done some remote assessments for the past several years, typically for a laboratory that needs to add a really easy test, like a moisture content or something like that. And it just didn't really seem necessary to fly all the way across the country to watch somebody uh, put some soil in an oven for a few hours. And so we would do some video assessments, typically over Skype or something like that, uh, as needed, just a few times a year. And we didn't really have a formal process for it. So this project really started out as we should really have a formal process for that kind of thing, something that we would do as sort of a, a customer with an urgent need, but it doesn't really seem like we need to go visit their facility. Very quickly into the project, we realized that this is something that probably needed to be done on a larger scale. As April rolled around and we realized, okay, COVID's gonna be here for a while. Uh, what can we do to still meet the needs of customers and the industry while maintaining the integrity of our program? Yeah, now when, when it comes to the integrity of our program, we always have a an oversight committee, right, that we deal with. So how did we how did we convince them or 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 how did we communicate with them about what we were doing and get their approval for it? Yeah, that's a great question. That group actually meets monthly and we were able to meet with them over some web software as we're all gotten very very used to doing over the past few months and discuss some of the, the challenges of it. We were able to describe what we've done in the past and they were very supportive. Uh, and they said some of the same things we had said that, boy, a year ago, I never thought I would have been telling you that this is the right thing to do, but right now we think that it is. And uh, they gave us a little bit of guidance, some advice on what we should do and, and some of the things we should look at. Uh, they suggested that we do a risk analysis, which we did, uh, and we were able to put some things in place as part of our processes for remote assessments based on that risk analysis to try to not eliminate the risk. There, there's always going to be some risks with a process like this, but at least to mitigate some of those risks. Yeah, and what, what's the reception been like for customers who have gone through it so far? So far, it's actually been more natural than we thought it would be. Uh, the first couple of hours, everyone's getting used to the process, but uh, we found that the person holding the camera typically knows what it is that we need to see, and they can intuitively put the camera in the right places. Um, and it, it's not quite the same as being there, but it, it does kind of feel like it. I'm amazed at how much detail we are able to see, and. Uh, we just, the technology is pretty amazing. Some of the things that we're able to do, uh, you can actually set up multiple cameras and get uh, a wide pan view and a close up view at the same time of something if you need to. Uh, it, it's actually been very effective. Yeah, now what, what do you think has been, change is always really hard for people, right? Uh, and this is a pretty massive change. So what what do you think, help to facilitate the ease of transition? Because it seems like it is going maybe a little bit better than we anticipated. Well, I, I think so many things that have happened uh, with COVID have come out of necessity, right? We can't adapt and change when we're, we really need to. And many of our customers realize that this is what we need to do right now. And they realize that we're not only doing it for the safety of our staff, but also for the safety of our customers. And they've been very receptive for that reason. Uh, 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, what else? What else can I add to that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I just I, I think it's it's just uh, it's it's kind of surprising to me how uh, how little resistance there has been uh, from the customers. Uh, so I, I was just wondering if there were things that that maybe uh, helped to ease it. But but maybe it was just that they understood that it was a tough situation and they were going to have to adapt and everybody just got it together and made it happen. We've all done so much adapting over the yeah. past few months that I think it was just one more thing that naturally we're going to have to adapt this too. And uh, I've been very grateful that how welcoming staff, is, staff and our customers have been to these changes. Um, we've spent a lot of time training our assessors and, and getting them prepared for some of the challenges that come along with remote assessments and uh, ensuring they, they know how to handle the what ifs and all the, the unexpected things that are going to come up as part of this process. I mean, we've run into all kinds of things. Sometimes you're in the middle of assessment and then oh, your internet just stops for a minute and uh, you've got to log back in and, and get started again. So uh, there's new challenges and things that that we hadn't expected, but we're working through them and our customers have been very patient and, and willing to work with us through those things. Some of them have been downright ex downright excited about it, quite mm -hmm. honestly. And uh, I think because we have so many science-minded people that we work with in our industry, we like technology, we enjoy it, and it's just a, a fun way <laughs> to, to try something new. Now, if you had somebody who was apprehensive about it, what would you say to them to kind of put them at ease? Well, that's, that's a great question. I think I would let them know that, uh, it, first of all, a lot of other customers have gone through it at this point, and it has been successful, and it really requires pretty minimal technology. You can do it with a cell phone, which is something that we all have in our pockets these days. And it's not going to require a lot more time or energy from you than it would before. And I would also let them know that our staff are, are very patient and willing to work through as they have issues and questions. And we're trying to do our best to work individually with each customer to help them through this process. Yeah, are there any aspects of this, uh, the new style of performing the remote assessments that you want to carry forward as we get back to normal one day where we're actually performing on-site assessments again? Uh, what, what's working well that you want to maintain in the, in the, uh, the system? Yeah, absolutely. I think that we're learning a lot from doing this process, and we probably should have been taking advantage of some of this technology before. Uh, one of the things that I think will stick around is we're probably going to do more asking the customer to submit some of their quality system paperwork to us ahead of time and requiring that because we found that that's pretty useful. It gives you a good understanding of the, the laboratory, how they're managed, um, you know, what to expect when you actually start evaluating the test procedures. So we'll probably keep that. Uh, I think that we found that having a more detailed agenda for the assessment is also really valuable for the assessor and the customer and working with the laboratory ahead of time to really come up with a game plan for how the assessment is going to flow and, and what we're going to be doing at certain times has been very useful for people. So we'll probably keep that as well. Uh, you know, we're pretty early into this process still. 
So we're still learning. I think over the next couple of months, as we start to hear from assessors and customers about what they liked and what they didn't, then we will be able to formulate some other plans for how this could carry forward into the future as well. But certainly I think some of the things that we've changed and some of these new processes will be sticking around. So Maria, with this whole thing, what has surprised you the most about this whole process for you? Hmm, that, that's a great question. Um, I mean, the fact that we're even doing it, <laughs> that we're, I never in a million years would have thought that if somebody had told me a year ago that we were going to be doing fully remote assessments for the laboratory assessment program, I, I would have said absolutely not, not under my watch. Um, so the fact that we're even doing it um, ha has been a surprise. Um, I I also think that the, the fact that the technology really is there and has been there and we just haven't been taking advantage of it the way we should has also been a surprise. Well, Maria, any uh, anything that we, we didn't ask you about that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, I, I guess, you know, the one thing I'd like to say is that we're learning just as our customers are as we go through this process. So we really want your feedback. If you have ideas about ways we could change this process to make it better or more effective. We're really open to hearing about them. Uh, we want to make this as easy for the customers uh, as we can um, while ensuring the integrity of the program. So if there's things that we can do to, to do a little better, we're really open to that. That sounds great. Thanks, Maria. Again, that was Maria Kanaki, the manager of the Laboratory Assessment Program at Ashto Resource. Thank you so much for your time today, and I'm sure we'll be checking in with you later as this progresses. All right. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for listening to Astro Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send an email to podcasts at astroresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other related news and content, check out Ashto Resource's Twitter feed or go to astroresource.org.